What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Mind Over Macros podcast. As always, I am your host, Mike Milner. Today's episode, we're talking about a very important word, and that word is balance. I know it's the the big buzzword in the industry. Everything needs balance. So what's my take? Is balance real or is balance bullshit? I'm just going to tell you right off the bat, I think it's both. I actually think that it is something that people over-rotate on and don't quite understand. So I break it all down. How do we find balance? And what are we actually looking for when we talk about balance? I'm using the perspective of incorporating things into your life that make it more sustainable and more enjoyable, whether it's alcohol, restaurant meals, date nights, you know, all of that, weekends, all the stuff that the things that you want to enjoy. How do we make it happen while still pursuing our goals? And you'll also learn about my the debauchery that took place in Miami this weekend and why I am doing this episode on three hours of sleep. Anyway, um, hopefully you enjoy it. And if you do, I always love to hear about it. So the feedback, it keeps me going. It really helps me to understand what is helpful and what is not. So if you can shoot me a, a DM or simply just take a screenshot of the episode, post it to your stories and tag me at coach underscore Mike underscore Milner. And that way I know you enjoyed it. Or if you can leave me a five-star rating and review on iTunes, that's how the show continues to grow. And last but not least, if you send the episode to a friend because you enjoyed it, then I'll know because there will be more downloads and I'll say, oh, this episode was popular. And that's how we'll make it work and we'll keep going. Um, I appreciate all the feedback and enjoy the episode. All right, we are back and live with another Monday night training. Or if you're listening on the podcast, it can literally be any day. Actually, if you're in the Facebook group, it can be any day because we keep these replays up live in the group, um, or I should say the replays are live in the group. Uh, so if you ever want to go back and listen to any of the previous topics, there's, I don't even know how many Monday recordings at this point, there's a lot. So you can literally go into our group or go on the podcast and have a ton of free content to just eat your heart out and, and absorb some info. Um, I will caveat this episode by saying that I am currently on three hours of sleep. Um, I got back from Miami at 3 a.m. because of flight delays and it was kind of a nightmare. So I actually went to Miami for the weekend, um, met up with two friends from high school that I haven't seen in a while. They both actually, uh, well, one, actually, yes, they both, they both bought um, like second homes, I guess you could say, or apartments um, to live down there, I guess, I guess some people aren't a fan of this Northeast weather. So they decided to grab a second place in Miami. And I went down to check out the area to, to meet up with them and just have a good time. Uh, I have a group of friends from high school that we all stay in touch. And um, so it was good to just be able to let loose for the weekend. And on the way back, we were at the airport and uh, we found out that our flight had our plane had engine issues. So we were sitting on the plane for a while. There was no AC. It was hot as fuck, just like sweating, super gross. And then they're like, okay, the engine's not working. We have to deplane. So then we get off the plane and then they're like, oh, we've got a mechanic working on it, which wasn't super comforting that we were going to get on the same plane that had the engine issues with a mechanic working on it, even though I'm sure a fantastic mechanic. Um, and then I, and then we found out that we were going on a different plane. So we had to go to a new gate and then we were sitting there for a while and they were saying, we have to clean the plane. We have to get it ready. 
And finally we board and we're sitting in the new plane and they're like, oh, by the way, we have to take all of the bags that were in the other plane and transport them over to this plane. So it's probably still another half an hour anyway. By the time I got back to my house, it was 3 a.m. And Mondays are like crazy for me. So I had to wake up early. So I'm on about three hours of sleep. And I just had to put that caveat out there. First of all, if you're watching the video to, you know, give you a reason why I'm, I'm a hot mess right now with my hair all over the place and I haven't shaved in a while. So I'm not looking super fine. Um, and then also in case I just don't have it together, you'll maybe give me a pass, but we're going to try We're going to make it work. We're going to do our best here. Um, so it's funny because we're talking about balance or I'm talking about balance in this episode. And it is something that I had to put into practice very recently. So I'm going to talk about personal experience, but I'm talking about you know each individual. How do we actually achieve balance or is it even achievable? It's such a buzzword, right? Everything requires balance. I've even said it myself. I've made posts about it where I talk about balance and everybody talks about it. But my belief is that yes, balance is necessary, but it's also bullshit. And I know that may sound contradictory, but Here's what I mean. There is no true balance. There's no such thing as like actual balance. When you think about it, there's always going to be sacrifices and priorities. And so you can't really think there's this like utopia of balance. It doesn't exist. And there are times where we have to put more of our effort into something if we want a desired result. I'll give you an example. I run my own business. Okay. I have a lot of like responsibilities and stress. And it is something that I cannot have balance with. And I'm saying that knowing that I'm, I'm kind of limiting myself by labeling it that way, but it's just the reality. I, I don't ever get to shut off. I have coaches that rely on me that have to, you know, support their families. I have clients that rely on us that, you know, we're trying to transform their lives and make them the best version of themselves and help them break free of years of chronic dieting and, and all of the shit that comes with that. Um, I have expenses for the business. I have to figure out how to make this a lasting, sustainable thing that really changes the world. Like I want this to be something that lasts well beyond my time here on earth. And in order for that to happen, I can't have balance. I don't get to turn off. So when the day ends, my mind is still going. I'm still, I think all the time about how this could be gone in a moment's notice. Like I'm going to wake up one day and all of our clients are going to leave and all of my coaches are going to quit. And it's just going to be, oh my God. It, it, like I, I legitimately think about that frequently. Like, oh, tomorrow I might wake up. My whole business is going to be gone. And everything that we've worked so hard for is just going to disappear. Um, so I don't get to shut off. I don't get to have weekends in the traditional sense. I always have to be on. I always, I'm always thinking, I'm always working. I, and I, it's hard for me to disconnect so that I'm not able to have balance. And now that's not a complaint because I chose this. And for me, because of how much I fucking love what I do, I'm okay with that trade-off. I'm okay with the fact that, you know what, even though I might have to be working at nine o'clock at night, even though I might have to work on Saturday and Sunday, I love it. So I'll take that all day because I also get certain advantages. Like I can work from Miami. I can go take a trip on the weekend, bring my laptop and still be able to do everything that I need to do. I can go wherever I want. I have complete flexibility. Um, I can, you know, somewhat create my own schedule, although 
Um, that's not, you know, entirely true, but for, you know, for a small part of it, I can, there are advantages to it. And I wouldn't trade it for the world. The fact that I have the ability to do this. So my point is I'm never going to have true balance, like quote unquote balance, but there there's, there's trade-offs, there's sacrifices that I'm willing to make so that the priority is being there for my coaches, being there for our clients, for our community, showing up, um, doing things like this, being able to, you know, do this podcast and do lives and, and, you know, deliver what we do. That's the sacrifice I'm willing to make. Now, when it comes to fitness, there are similar sacrifices that we need to make and we have to be okay with the trade-off. And so obviously right off the bat, your first thought should be, well, that's going to be dramatically different for each individual, right? And that's true. Because if somebody else were in my position, and there's a lot of other coaches who have their own businesses, it looks different. Their schedule and, and all the things that they prioritize and how they set up their schedule and what they're okay with, like, right? We're all, we're all individuals. So it applies across the board when it comes to nutrition, when it comes to fitness, balance, whatever, you know, and I'm going to use that word over and over again, but just know that in, in my belief, there's no real true balance. There's the, the sacrifice, but we have to have some level of balance and it's a, and it's a scale, right? We, we often over rotate on either complete, you know, freedom and flexibility or complete rigidity. And that's what we often see in nutrition. It's like, I'm either 1000% on this program dialed in perfection or nothing. And then, you know, the nothing is like, well, screw this. I'm not doing anything. I'm not following anything. I'm just off doing my own thing. I'm rebelling against the horrible program I just did. So that is an example of why balance is necessary, but it's never going to be like a perfect magical balance, right? You're going to have to prioritize. You're going to have to sacrifice in certain areas. So one of the easiest examples is alcohol. That's the one that comes up most frequently. How can I incorporate some level of balance when it comes to alcohol. Like I want to still reach my goals, but I also want to have a drink on occasion. So again, I can just tell you this weekend, um, you would, <laughs> you know, just full disclosure here this past weekend, I drank enough alcohol for the entire month, probably a couple months. Let's just call it three months worth um, in one single weekend. So I'm, but that's not my norm. So there is a level of balance, even in a weekend where, you know, we were out, partying. It's not what I normally do. I have not been out like that in such a long time. Um, I definitely paid for it. My body was hating me on Sunday night. Um, and it just is what it is. You know, it was the environment, the people that I was with, new you know, city that we were exploring and, and all the things. And it was like, hey, we just want to have a good time and go all out. That is very, very rare for me. I am somebody who, who is usually in bed by nine o'clock. And some of the nights it was like, 4 a.m., you know, 3 a.m. That is not me. That's not my norm. But every once in a while, you know, you got to just let the good times roll. You got to go with it. And, and that's, again, so for me, if it's like, okay, I did that this weekend, I'm not going to do that again for a really long time. So that's actually balance in my opinion. But with alcohol, you also have to realize when it's preventing you from reaching your goals. Now we also have to understand what your goals are because for most people, if you want to be lean, if you want to have six pack, if you want to have, you know, ripped muscles, you really want that like extra level, next level fitness, alcohol is not going to help. Now that doesn't mean that you can't drink it. 
Um, I maintain a pretty lean physique. I have pretty low level of body fat. I have abs year round and I drink, you know, occasionally I have my norm is one to two drinks per week. That's it. And some weekends I don't drink and some weekends I have a little bit more. The weekend like I just had in Miami is is the rare exception, but I'm not going to be, you know, I'm likely going to be taking a nice little break and then, you know, I'll in- incorporate it again in moderation. But that allows me personally to maintain where I'm at. Okay. Some people, for whatever reason, genetically and whatever else you've got going on, uh, might have to sacrifice a little bit more. The problem that I have is that we often, and this is going to be a shocking thing that I'm going to say. So hopefully you're sitting down and you're bracing yourself for this comment, but humans want results quickly. I know it's surprising. And if we don't get it, we get really frustrated and we do dramatic shit because we're like, damn it, I'm doing this thing. I want this result. Where's my instant gratification? So my problem is we often just immediately go to no balance, right? It's like, well, I'm drinking every weekend and maybe even every day, right? And then it's like, you know, I I need to cut back because I have this this fitness goal that I want to achieve, this body composition goal, which is a perfectly reasonable thought. And then it's like, okay, two weeks of cutting back and then you're not shredded. And it's like, well, shit, I need to cut back even more. And then the next thing you know, you've completely eliminated alcohol and then you've eliminated everything else. And you're trying to force an unsustainable process just because you didn't get the result right away. And we see it all the time, right? We see this all the time. It's like, all right, well, I cut out the alcohol and I'm still not where I want to be after like two weeks. So now let me cut out carbs. Now let me cut out sugar. Now let me cut out restaurant meals. The problem with that is you will make more progress, but you will not sustain it unless that's the life you want to live. And and by all means, if that's the life you want to live, I mean, I wouldn't choose it, but more power to you if that's what you want to do, if that fulfills you, if that's the life you want to live, cool. But understand that what you did to get there is what you're going to need to do to stay there. So we have to think pretty critically about what we're willing to sacrifice. I've had conversations with people who do drink alcohol every single day, and they've had to get real about that. You know what? I'm willing to cut back, but not all that much. Okay, where's the compromise? That is balance. That's not like the magical, harmonious balance that most people talk about where it's like, you can do all the things and you can drink all you want and have this balanced life and still be lean and fit and achieve everything, right? That's, that's a fairy tale. That's not real. There has to be some level of sacrifice to achieve a desired result. It depends on how aggressive you are in your goals, what you truly want to accomplish, but there has to be an honest conversation about that. You also have to be patient because I know for me personally, um, I've gone through periods of cutting out alcohol. So if you go into it with the awareness of this is not going to be sustainable. So for example, when I did my photo shoot last summer, I knew that wasn't sustainable. I was not going to stay that lean. I went into it with that understanding prepared for my body to change back quickly because I had to do something extreme because I wanted an extreme result, not sustainable. Um, So you always have to keep that in mind. But if you are trying to cut back on something or make a sacrifice, give it time before you just immediately jump to less balance and more rigidity, give it time to work and, and allow the process to happen and unfold. The other example, alcohol is one. I did a whole 
episode on the actual impact of alcohol. Because in this one, it's, I'm just using this example because it comes up all the time. Um, so there are certain considerations when it comes to your metabolism, when it comes to your hormones, when it comes to your decision making after drinking, like all of these things play a role. So we have to have a level of awareness. You can go back and listen to that episode if you want to know all of the impacts of alcohol. But that doesn't mean that you have to give up drinking altogether in order to achieve a result. And the same goes for restaurants. You know, that's another, the second example. Most people come to me, number one question is like, can I still drink? Um, when we're talking about this particular topic, because this is something that we, we preach, you know, with, with pop coaching, you know, our lifestyle integration. Like we talk about the non-negotiables. We talk about being fully present for life experiences. Like, like this weekend, I got to go out and just be with my friends and in, enjoy their company and have amazing conversation and laughs and, and, you know, just live it up. Like we did not hold back. I got to do that and be fully present because I wasn't thinking about how is this going to impact my fitness or am I going to have to restrict myself or am I going to gain weight because of this weekend? I get to be fully present and in the moment. And that's, you know, so we talk about the lifestyle integration frequently. Um, but we also don't sell a fairy tale that's like, yes, you can just do whatever the fuck you want and get any result you want because that's not reality either. So there, there is that balance. So restaurants, number two, like we're talking about, all right, well, okay, we understand the concept of integrating everything into your lifestyle, being fully present, not stressing about those things. Um, so what about like date nights? What about restaurant meals? So again, understanding the awareness piece, the more you eat out, the harder it is to stay lean. That's just reality. Some people can can do it, which is cool. If you can figure that out, that's great. It's just more difficult. That's that's the nature of it. Uh, you don't know really what's in your food. Oftentimes, there's a whole bunch of you know oils and butter and shit that they put in there that that you don't even know about. So the calories add up quickly, and it's just more difficult to achieve a certain level of leanness, body composition, whatever your goals are. It becomes more challenging. Again, for me personally one to two times a week, I'm going to have a restaurant meal. That's perfect for me. It, it scratches that itch. It, it, I mean, I'm able to enjoy it. Uh, I don't have to stress about it. I can order what I want. Um, and, and there's even ways, you know, like people who can have something that's like more flexible for dinner. Uh, there's, there's things that we've done for clients where we set it up in a way based off of their needs, based off of their lifestyle. So sometimes we have um, clients who are like, look, dinner, I just want dinner to be kind of free and open to whatever I want to do or, or stuff with the family. And again, we, can, we have to make some compromise and some sacrifices, but there's ways to make that work. But for the most part, the more that you dine out, the more that you have restaurant meals, the more difficult it is just because you're, you're kind of playing this guessing game and you're adding a whole bunch of calories in one sitting. Um, so that's just the nature of the beast. So finding that balance for you. That doesn't mean that we immediately go to, I can't ever eat out, right? That doesn't mean we go from, uh, you know, seven times a week to zero, right? We, we have to find that middle ground. That's where I think implementing balance is so important. It's not this like, again, like coming back to the practical nature of it, there is a level of balance, but it's also kind of bullshit because there has to be some level of sacrifice and compromise. And that's the, really the main point that I want to drive home, but also not to rush it because, you, you know, that, like I said, we have this knee-jerk reaction where 
we start to do something, we don't see the results, we don't see the outcome. So we get more extreme and then we get more extreme. And then the next thing you know, we have no life and no enjoyability and we're stressed all the time. And we don't go without, go out with our friends. Like I talk about my personal experience with that. And, and this is how it happened. This is exactly how it happened. I fell into that trap progressively by saying, I need to cut out more. I need to cut out more. I need to cut out more. And the next thing you know, I had nothing left and I was just home by myself with my Tupperware of chicken and broccoli, um, you know, just trying to get leaner and still not being satisfied and still not being happy. Um, the other thing that I look at is this on or off with the weekends, right? The weekend warrior way of doing things where it's like every week there's no balance. And then every weekend there's no balance in the opposite direction, right? So there's no balance on the week in the restrictive way, And then there's no balance on the weekend in the indulgent way. So many people fall into that because they think they have to make up for the weekends by being more restrictive. So it's this self-serving cycle that is not fun to be in. I lived it for way too long. So you end up overindulging every single weekend because immediately once you have that first, you're quote unquote perfect all week, and then you have that first slip up. You have that first moment of no control. You have that first moment of I'm off plan and the wheels come off and you're like, well, fuck that up. So might as well just eat everything now because I have to take it away again. Right. Think about that mindset. I don't get this anymore once the week comes back around. So I'm just going to enjoy it all. I call this last chance syndrome. I might as well eat all of the things while I have it. This is my last chance before I restrict it again. And then during the week, you rinse and repeat that same cycle of, well, I was an asshole all weekend. So now let me be super diligent this week. I already told you that I partied my ass off this weekend. I ate a lot of good food. I drank a lot of delicious drinks. Um, I was not in any way, shape or form a fit person, except for maybe walking. I definitely got my steps in um, and I I was pretty good on water. So we'll, we'll leave it at that. But for the most part, I was not a very good fit person. And you know what I'm not doing this week? I'm not starving myself. I'm not restricting anything. I'm just going back to exactly what I was doing before I left because it was working. I was making progress. So did the weekend set me back? Probably not. Honestly, it's such a short period of time. Um, You know, I I came back. It wasn't like I looked any different or felt any different. Yeah, I need to get back into my routine, of course, but I'm not going back into a restrictive routine. I'm going back into my normal routine, which also incorporates balance all throughout the week. That was the biggest light bulb moment for me in my transformation when I was just overindulging every single weekend. The biggest aha moment was when I realized it was the week that was the problem. It was the weekday that was the problem. I always thought it was the weekend. All I could think about was like, how do I lose control every single weekend? Why can't I do better? Why can't I do better? And then I had this one like breakthrough moment of like, what if what I'm doing every week is leading to what I'm doing every weekend? And it was like, wow, that is kind of crazy to think about, but maybe, just maybe that's why. So once I started to add more balance, right, taking away rigidity, adding more flexibility on the weekday, all of a sudden the urge to overindulge on the weekend was so low. It did, it was like non-existent. It was amazing how quickly that happened. 
So I was still able to enjoy myself, but I was also able to dial it in a little bit. And again, sacrifices. I did have to sacrifice some of the indulgences, but I also had to sacrifice some of the rigidity. So there is that balance, but it has to happen on both sides. You can't go all in. You know, we, we love the, the two ends of the extreme. We love to be perfect or, uh, you know, it's all or nothing, right? That's typically where our mind goes. I'm either 100% or I'm 0%. So while I don't believe in true balance, I do believe that we have to get off of the extremes and we have to find what feels best for us based off of what our goals are, based off of what we enjoy doing social life. So yes, we might have to make those sacrifices. We might have to dial back the alcohol. We might have to dial back the restaurant meals. But if it's going to you know, help us reach our goals, and that's important, and it's also not going to take away from our enjoyment with, with life, you know, with, with fulfillment and happiness and all the things we need, then that's what we want to look for. That level of balance is going to be different for each individual. Um, but again, one last example. So you've got the weekday, weekend example, but you also have the, the day and night example, right? The person who has zero balance in terms of overly rigid during the day and then get, gets home after a busy day at work at night and just stress eats or emotionally eats and just goes all in at night, sometimes waiting for everybody else to go to bed and then going into the cabinet and going ham because they don't want anyone to know. They feel guilty. It's, you know, it's kind of viewed as like this uh, you know, inappropriate, like quote unquote, bad thing to do, right? You're, you're not doing anything wrong. It's just that you're restricting all day your body is craving some freaking energy and you have no willpower left because you had a you know stressful day. So then you go and binge. That's what your body is trying to send you a signal and you're trying to punish yourself for being human. So we have to get rid of that mindset. If you think about the getting off of the extreme during the day and fueling appropriately, you won't have those urges at night. That doesn't mean that it will go to zero, right? Again, balance applies in almost every single context. So balance is not zero missteps. That's not balance. There's going to be missteps. There are going to be decisions that you make that you would have done differently if the opportunity repeated itself. Happens all the time. That is not what we're, we're not looking for perfection, right? We're just looking for a little bit better and then a little bit better. And every time we go through one of those experiences, we get to learn. And because of that experience, we get to grow, we get to evolve. We know what didn't work or we're better equipped to handle it the next time. And we have different tactics and strategies. So my last point on this, it is really, really difficult. Let's just be honest. It's really difficult to implement this for yourself because we're so subjective, right? It is challenging to say, all right, I'm going to embrace this concept of balance. I'm not going to strive for perfection. I'm going to you know, loosen things up a little bit and to just do that on your own. Because if things aren't working, you're going to question everything. You're going to question whether you should cut back even more on your alcohol, restaurant, meals, whatever it may be. Or you're going to question whether you should be um, you know, trying harder, restricting more, or whatever it may be. You're, should I be doing more cardio? Should I be adding extra workouts? You're going to start to question everything if you're not seeing the immediate outcome that you're after. So it's a really difficult concept 
to implement on your own. It is not a sign of weakness. That is a sign of strength. If you have the awareness to say, I'm subjective with my own shit. Like I need somebody to help me through this process. That is a sign of strength. That is not a sign of weakness. I say that all the time. Whenever I have uh, my own stuff going on, I lean on my coach and I'm like, hey, guess what? This makes me a strong person because I'm reaching out and I'm telling you that shit is hard right now. You know how difficult it was for me to go two weeks without training? I've been overanalyzing like every muscle group. My pecs have definitely shrunk. Um, I feel flatter. I don't feel as like my clothes are as filled out. There is some mental shit going on. I know I have that stuff. And I'm saying I need that accountability. I need that objective set of eyes to just keep me focused because I know logically that I will regain muscle very quickly once I get back into my full workout routine. But just knowing it logically doesn't mean that I can just be well on my way by myself. I still need that accountability. And that is a sign of strength, asking for help and knowing that it's going to be less stress on you, that you're going to be able to offload that mental energy, that you're going to be more you know, present with your family, with the people that matter to you. It's a sign of strength. So don't feel bad about not having it all figured out or not knowing what that balance looks like for you. This is what we do for our clients. When we go through our lifestyle integration phase, which is just one of the phases that we go through with our one-on-one clients. So we, we kind of break it down into three core components. We have our neurotyping principles, understanding personality. We have our metabolic priming, fueling appropriately, making sure that we're not you know, sacrificing metabolic rate for the sake of a temporary goal. Like We want long-term sustainability. And then we also have our lifestyle integration where we let our clients know kind of exactly where the balance lies for them because we can see it and we can hold them accountable through that process. So we know for each individual, what does that look like, you know, in terms of alcohol, date nights, vacations, all the things that they want to do, right? It's all about personal preference. It's all about the life experiences that they want. Um, That, you know, it's invaluable because there's no guessing game. So they don't have to worry about it. Uh, most of the time when we try to do that shit on our own, we second guess, we overanalyze, we cut things out that we don't need to. And and then we're like, all right, screw it. I'll just go fucking do Octavia or some whatever ridiculous program is out there. Um, no offense if you're doing Octavia, just I wouldn't recommend it. That's all I'll say. Um, anyway, we want sustainability, right? And it, And it's difficult when you're trying to find that balance for yourself. Um, why even worry about that? Just offload that mental energy. It's a stress relief. It's going to save you time. It's going to save you energy. It's going to make you more confident. It's going to get you the result that you want. Just break it down like this, okay? If you know that reaching your goals is going to make you feel better, it's going to make you more confident, and it's going to help you show up better for the people that you love, how is that a weakness? That is a sign of strength. So let's not put that stigma on asking for help. If you had somebody in your family who had like a mental health issue, you'd be like, hey, go see a therapist, talk to somebody, go seek help. If you had somebody that wanted to learn how to play the guitar, you'd be like, hey, go take some lessons, go find an instructor. Why is fitness and nutrition have this like negative stigma where it's like, well, I should be able to do this on my own. And I feel stupid if I can't like, no, it is a sign of strength to be able to say I need some help and to reach out and ask for accountability and ask for support. Um, All right, I'll get off my soapbox now, but you guys understand what I'm talking about here. Um, Ask for help, reach out. This is what we do. We're, you know, we're always 
helping our clients integrate this, this level of balance that makes the most sense for them so that it becomes sustainable, just becomes part of their life. And the amount of time and energy that it saves them is, is truly invaluable. Um, anyway, if you want that for yourself, you know, just reach out, just hit me up on Instagram, shoot me a message on Facebook, whatever's easier for you, um, at coach underscore Mike underscore Milner on Instagram, or just my name, Mike Milner on Facebook. Uh, really, the bottom line is, uh, you know, balance. Yes, it's necessary, but it's also kind of bullshit because true balance doesn't really exist. So we have to find that level for each individual based off of what your goals are, what your lifestyle is like, what are what you know things are important to you, personal preferences, all of that. Um, so I would love to hear some feedback. Let me know if this makes sense, if this was helpful, or if you're like, this was ridiculous, you need to go sleep because clearly you're only on three hours of sleep. You've lost your mind. How about you shave for once in your life and maybe, you know, make yourself presentable on these videos. So if that's how you feel, I would still like to hear it. Um, or if you feel like this was helpful and you appreciate it, let me know that as well. I always love the feedback. So um, yep. If you enjoyed the episode, you guys know what to do. Take a, a picture, a uh, screenshot on your phone of the episode, post it to your stories on Instagram, tag me at coach underscore Mike underscore Milner, share it with a friend, say, Hey, you got to listen to this dude ramble. It's some sometimes entertaining. And then if you can leave a five-star rating and review on iTunes, it helps the show grow. We are closing in on a big milestone. I'll let you guys know what that is. Maybe in the next week or so. Should be right around then. But stay tuned for that. I appreciate you guys, and I will talk to you very soon.